Through the mud, chasing bucks on the ground, bring them back to the barn. It's time to throw down. Chase turkeys off the roost, way back in the pines, just a few miles down from that Lake County sign. If a pig comes around, we blow a hole right through. That's how we roll down here in the 352. Hey guys, welcome back to the 352 Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Johns. As always, we got Mr. Jonah Hyatt. Well, spring has sprung. It's here. Yep. And it's been a good spring so far. Well, for you, you got started early. Yep. So we'll get into that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a buster first day. <laughs> you redempt yourself on the second day. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a bust Sunday too. But we'll get into that. Let's go ahead and kind of knock this off with some questions. I mean, we are less than two weeks away from the opener here. So you'll be getting started. Then went down to South Florida. And we'll talk about that this episode. Kind of just dive full-fledged into turkey season because that's what everybody's talking about right now. Social media is <clears throat> blowing up with turkey stuff. So that's what this whole episode is pretty much going to be about. We... Talked a little bit about the burn last week, and then we'll just dive into turkey season. So, anyway, well, we got a couple of questions that we did not answer from last week that come in a little bit later after we recorded, so we'll knock them a couple out, and then we got a handful this week that come in. So, we'll we'll knock out, it'll be five or six questions on this one. Yep. So, like always, Primo Knives. Um, got to use mine. Got to use my filet knife the other night. You did. I did. Yeah. I texted him afterwards, and I said, "Damn, this fucking fillet knife is the man." You did. I'm trying to jump him up. I'm trying to sweet talk you. Maybe he'll get me one. Yeah. That damn thing was sharp. Oh yeah. Don't put your don't put your fingers anywhere around the end of where you don't want that thing to go. Absolutely. So yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we'll let you go ahead, and I know you got the questions from last week. We'll go ahead and let you answer read them out, and then we'll go ahead and answer them, and then we'll move on to a couple this week. All right, so. and we go back to them. Uh, this one was your go-to favorite public sub. It's a little off topic, but I like the weird ones. Yeah, I've always been a um, chicken bacon ranch with chipotle sauce on it. Mine is the buffalo chicken tender. We take the tenders, chop it all up. Yeah, about the same. And then the toss same. it in buffalo sauce, and I'll put, believe it or not, I'll put um, honey, mustard, and ranch on it with extra buffalo sauce. I will eat that shit out of that thing every day. Oh, yeah. That's definitely, that's my <clears> go-to. <throat> it used to be that chicken teriyaki sub that they had. It was pretty good, but I kind of jump shipped and that's where i'm at now yeah it's pretty much just a chicken tender sub but you can add whatever sauce or flavor you want to it anymore yeah i don't get too wild you I mean i know some people go like they want lettuce tomato bacon no onions nope i want meat cheese wrap it up yeah some people need to put it in a damn bowl to eat it they get <laughs> so much shit on them <laughs> but anyway all right the next one is turkey decoy setup do y'all use a jake and hen just a hen maybe a strutter 
So we'll kind of deep dive into this one a little bit. So <clears throat> that's a very broad question and we've done all of it. Yeah. So first off, if it's a piece of property that you for say no, you can kind of gauge on what you're going to run. Like if you got a strong Jake population <clears throat> and you got a what you would call a group of bully Jakes, you generally do not want to run a Jake decoy out on a place that has got a lot of jakes because generally a gobbler will most of the time shy away from a gobbler if there's or away from a jake decoy if there's a lot of jakes in the area <clears throat> so if you got the opportunity to kind of take a temperature of what your property has what kind of population of the turkey if it's got a lot of jakes if it's and then kind of just gauge it according to that is kind of how I would start that question and how to answer that. Um, for say, if you got a, not that many Jakes and you want to run a Jake, generally I run a half strut AVNX Jake decoy. Um, I've had a lot of success with that one. It is actually, they make it a hair smaller than an actual turkey, just so it don't look intimidating for a turkey. And I will, um, <clears throat> I, I have a feeding hen that I generally use and I will put her in front of the Jake. I, I don't like stand a Jake over a hen, but I will put them that Jake just behind a hen. And how I set it up too is, um, I'll have the hen like a w farther away from us than the Jake. Cause generally <coughs> a Turkey will more times than not, he will come around a Jake decoy, which will put him on your side of the decoys and it'll give you a good opportunity to shoot. Not saying they do that all the time, but more or less they do that more times than they do come up to the front of it. So that'll give you that. Um, another thing, I haven't used a whole lot of strutters. I have used the, the fan. I have used them some. I know there's a lot of people that go back and forth with that, saying that it's unethical, this, that, and everything. I have used it in spots that I need to use it. I don't generally like to use it. I like to call up turkeys <clears throat> to try to get them in close to either a decoy or if, for say, like us going to Georgia, we hunt a lot of creek bottoms and wooded areas. I generally don't, we don't use decoys up there because you don't have to. That turkey has to come and look for you. So generally, a lot of times, the only time we're really using a strong decoy in our hunting is when we're hunting down here in pastures, open fields and stuff that you can't when that turkey looks across that field and he doesn't see anything and like you're either sitting on the side of a cypress pond or something, he knows that something's hen, up. Hen's not going to be in the cypress pond. So you have to have something to get him across that pasture. The only way to get around it is if either you hunt pitch points, you know where the turkeys are going to go. Then you're pretty much just deer hunting turkeys. You're ambushing them is all you're doing. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of different variables when it comes to how to set up decoys, how to what decoys to set up, when to use them. Um, you got to gauge that temperature of that bird. Yes. Early season versus mid-season versus late season. Mm -hmm. All depends. That's going to tell you a lot right there, just how that bird's acting and how he's gobbling. And what has he got? Does he have a bunch of hens with him? Does he not have any hens with him? What's going on is going to determine what your spread's going to look like. Yep. And like, if you get in that early season, you're still trying to find that pecking order you'll generally you'll get a lot of success out of a jake decoy because that gobbler he's going to try to come over there and 
win the dominance over that Jake. He's going to come in there and beat up that Jake. But you get into that later season, if a bird's been beat up by a bunch of Jakes or there's been a lot of, you mean, some bully Jakes, as I would call them, in the area, he won't want to come in. But you could put that single hen out, and if you're in late season, them gobblers are out looking, searching for them last couple of hens that hasn't been bred yet, you put that single hen out, he's going to come into it. So it's just year to year is different too. You mean you could have a early for say an early spring where turkeys are doing their thing way before turkey season and you're not really coming in till like mid cycle. So you really, you lose that front end, but then for some years it's kind of a later spring and you'll get that whole front end where birds are out trying to get their whole pecking order and everything. So it's just, it's, it's a very broad question, but there's a lot of variables. And like Jesse said, I think it's just, you got to take a temperature of them turkeys and see where they're at in their breeding cycle. Yep. So you got any more from last week there? Yeah. Don't forget your chicken on the stick. They ain't let me down yet. Yeah. That, yeah. The strutter, um, Fan and turkeys, it definitely just don't use it in public land if you don't want to get peppered in the face. Yeah, because I've had I know guys that's had their decoy shot, so if it was you behind it, it could be bad. It could be very bad. Primo Knife asked, When will you guys have some hats? So we've, we've we, thought about this before, but it's just our logo is so not really, I wouldn't say complex, but it's very there's a lot of stuff going on in it, and we're trying to figure out the design that looks good on a hat but it still represents the 352 podcast so we're working on that we're we've kind of brainstormed some ideas i'm not saying that we're like sitting in here like drawing up some stuff really really working on it but we've thrown some ideas around here in the last here in past couple months or whatever about doing them we are going to do them it's just we got to try to figure out the best logo to do that with yeah and we also talked about we're going to do another shirt order here pretty soon i might use um might go a different route on the vendor on this one just get them in a little bit quicker but probably gonna make a female color through that probably like that teal color that cecily has yeah um not too sure how many would be interested in pink but i might make a run in teal you know small through large or extra large whatever so there's any uh and hers looks good with the white and orange and black on that teal. Mm-hmm. That thing looks actually really good. Um, but if there's any, per se, feedback on that, let us know. Because I'm probably going to make a, on this next run of green and black shirts, probably going to make a run of teals also. Yep. So, but yeah, we'll, when we get into there, we might, you know, I've got a guy that we work with at our company that... Uh, we might see what about maybe get some koozies or something else thrown in there for some giveaways and some you know just some fun stuff to yeah. throw out there with it. So it's coming down the line. It's one of the things of we're both busy twenty four seven. So trying to get in here, record a podcast plus our our life and everything. So we'll get there. We're gonna make we're it. We're working happen. on it. We ain't forgot about you. We just we're working on it. It's one of the things of it's a step at a time we got to get some shirts another like i said another order of shirts made we'll probably throw a female version in get some koozies made and something fun maybe made in there i don't know what we've got going on but we'll we'll let you guys know as soon as we know yep so 
<clears throat> is that all of them? That's from everything from last week that we missed. All right, we got two from this week. It says, which is y'all's favorite subspecies of turkey to hunt? Well, I've hunted them all my life. I, I've only hunted another one other subspecies. I'm planning on going out this year to the other two that's in the lower 48. But <clears throat> I just, there's something about hunting these dark black wing Osceolas. And you I mean, I've got, I got a really good opportunity to shoot an actual true small poundage bird Osceola this week here this last weekend and there's just nothing them dark wings long legs it's just it, people pay big money to come down and shoot these turkeys and we have grown up this is what we've hunted so we're we're I've, I've fortunate seen, i've seen chickens in the whole chickens in the grocery store that weighed more than that bird did yeah so like i said we'll definitely dive into that throughout this episode but yeah i would say an Osceola is where i'm going to stay at with that about you over there i don't know if it's osceolas i, I would have to hunt all of them to know 100 percent. and that's where i'm coming from i i know but i know the easterns and the osceolas i mean your easterns are going to be a bigger bird bigger beard just a bigger all-around bird but they're more populated you gotta think from shit from about lake city gainesville area south is that's the only place in the whole world you're gonna kill a yeah, true Osceola. And the farther deep you get, the better they're gonna be. But you know, you get around us, you get up there in that Gainesville, Lake City area, they're gonna become a lot of a hybrid bird. Yeah. So you've only got so much. You only got about a half of the state that's truly a true eastern bird. So we Osceola. have or an Osceola. So you have the almost like a monopoly on it. You've we've we've grown up killing like the rarest of the rare. People spend thousands and thousands of dollars to come down here and kill something that we kill in our backyard. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's kind of where I'm gauging my answer off of that is that I'm not, I don't, I haven't hunted all the other subspecies yet. Like I said, going to try to this year, but just from where my experience, this is, I love home. I mean, I like the white tip feathers of like a Merriam and the colors of a Rio. So you can't, I don't, until I get the chance to make a a full round out of them, you can't say yeah. permanently. And hell, we might go to Mexico one day and go kill us one of them yep. oscillating. Yep. And them things look, them, them are some goofy looking fucking turkeys, but. Yeah, they, they, and they don't really gobble. They're more like a songbird is what they kind of sort of, they imitate. So. But they got spurs on them though. My yeah. God, they got some hooks on them that'll. Fuck your day up. Oh, yeah, like a fucking banner rooster. Yep. But <clears throat> anyway, um, let's go on to the last question. Knowing when not to call. So I call less. I'm a firm believer is take a temperature of that turkey, just like we were saying about the whole decoys. But the less you call, the more room for error. You mean, granted, get that turkey fired up like, I'll talk back and forth between a hen. If she's all fired up, I'll get her all mad, angry. You mean I'll cut her, cut her off, make her get all fired up, and then just kind of take a temperature of the bird. And you I mean if he's not very very vocal, you don't need to be very very vocal. Just try to like 
call, soft call, you I mean depends on take out far he's how far he's out. If he's pretty good ways, yeah, you need to probably get a little bit louder. But if he's pretty close, you mean that some of that soft call stuff is deadly. It works great. Um, Sometimes when, when people don't understand is when you're calling, 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 and he's responding, 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 and you hear him getting close to you, but you can't see him, and he shuts up, don't keep going. Oh, he's going to pop out somewhere. Just get your damn gun up, get the safety flipped off. Because when he shuts up, he's there. And if he shuts up for a few minutes and you you like you call to him once or twice and he don't respond back to you, don't just keep ripping on it. This you better be just because he's on his way. It's the thing. If he responds back to you and you can hear him getting closer and closer and closer, but then he just shuts up all of a sudden, don't just keep ripping at him because he's gonna you all you're doing is educating that bird that you're there. This you better just be still, get your gun up, flip safety off, and be looking because he's going to pop out somewhere right there. Absolutely. And that's, like I said, less is more a lot of times in turkey hunting. You mean, it's all cool and fun. And like I know I film a lot and it's all it's cool on film to have them gobble and gobble multiple times and stuff. But when it just <laughs> comes down to hard turkey hunting. I was always taught as a young age that, you mean, if. If you call one time and he cuts you off or he gobbles back to you, he knows where you're at. And that might be all it takes. I've killed turkeys with a a simple, didn't even yelp, just cut a little bit on a friction call, maybe do a little bit of purring. He was close enough he could hear it. He gobbles one time, set the call down, then five minutes he's in the decoys. Yep. So it, it don't take a ton of calling to get a bird in. Sometimes, like a like we've said throughout this podcast that sometimes it the less is better. So, you mean, like I said, there's there's all different types of hunts and stuff that you'll have that if you if you're talking back and forth to a hen, like granted this last weekend me and a hen got into it and we were arguing back and forth and back and forth and I was just was making her madder than all get out and she actually come in and actually bowed up to the hen decoy cuz she she was ready to fight the, the hen. But, and that's kind of just one of them instances that I did call a pretty good bit, but it was kind of took the temperature of the turkey, not necessarily just the gobbler, also the hen. She was all fired up, and I was she, fired up with her. And, she's a dominant hen, and yep. she's coming to back talk. Yep, which granted there was no gobbler with her, but, I mean, he was gobbling <clears throat> to me and her arguing back and forth. So, but we'll, like I said, we'll definitely get into this past weekend's hunt so i think that's all the questions like always primo knives can't thank him enough and we'll kind of jump on our little bit of a break here and then we'll get back in here and i think i'll talk about this pretty much this whole past weekend's hunt and then what we got coming down the pipe far as you getting hunt where i'm going and then we'll kind of wrap it up after that one yep record deer season and i'm hooked let me shoot and miss one right out of the gate katie bark damn doors i'm coming for you and billicate for that not every my season is over seven yards you better hold it like a rifle honey hoping for a double bad year <laughs> well what a heck of a freaking weekend that we just come off of you didn't get to experience it. You had to work. 
I didn't have to work the weekend, but I had to work Friday all the way up till we worked a full day on Friday. Yeah. So you weren't able to go. <clears throat> ended up asking Zach if he could go, like which we talked about on the last podcast there that we were gearing up to go. So we ended up going down there. Got there. We left here at like two forty-five there Friday morning. Drove all the way down there. Got there right at daylight. Had some ideas on where maybe with some turkeys were, and we got there. Didn't actually hear anything gobble that morning. And Zach had actually two e-bikes, so that made life very, very. It, it was nice. Um, I bet you we probably put. We put over 50, close to 50 miles on the me bikes over the, the three days we were down there. But so we got down there on Friday, started doing some scouting, just riding, looking, looking for turkey sign. You I mean, it was getting in the middle of the day, so we knew we weren't going to hear birds or really see them. But we were just going to start getting inventory, start putting pins on places we were seeing turkey sign, look like good roosting trees, all just pretty much just grid searching that place and ended up there on friday afternoon we went into a spot that we it was looked good on a map look there was turkey sign in the area so we just kind of were like all right we're gonna hit that area there friday afternoon and kind of get in there plenty of time so we can maybe try to hear a bird gobble or fly up one or the other and so zach went into the area that we thought we needed to be and i actually started like kind of just branching out from there just riding around looking for turkey sign and stuff and he ended up hearing hearing a bird gobble got in pretty tight on him close enough that he could kind of really figure out where he was at got a pinpoint where he was at and got back to the truck that night and kind of got a game plan on what we were going to do the next morning and if you've hunted public land if you know how to hunt public land or whatever you know you got to get there super early get get your spot get your truck there at least if you got to sleep in your truck sleep in your truck and that's kind of what we did we got up really early i think we left the hotel at like three but got there kicked the seat back napped in the truck thought you mean we there was nobody else there we thought we were in good shape um actually got out of the truck kind of on the earlier side so we could get in there knew we were going to be pretty tight on these birds got in there got decoys out got set down it was just everything was right it was just one of the mornings cool everything was right there on saturday morning got set down and got to be that right time birds should start gobbling birds started gobbling like he should have he was gobbling it's everything crows owls pond birds it didn't matter what it was he probably he gobbled over 30 times on the limb that morning and we thought we were like we're in good shape we're in a good spot and then all of a sudden he just he shut up and didn't hear a word out of him we sat there and sat there sat there for probably 30 45 minutes didn't hear a lick out of this bird and we're like what in the world i mean just thought maybe maybe hit the ground didn't say nothing didn't just really didn't know what what was a problem here you mean we we got in there plenty of time actually some hens actually flew down our way and actually worked off and like okay hens are gonna fly down he's gonna come in behind them he never did and so we um we ended up getting up and it was just a little head there that had some couple of scattered pine bigger pines in it and a lot of palmetto trees and 
all throughout this little head here and it was like this little it was really dry down there so where there was water there wasn't any water and it's just a little short green grass and that's where we were actually hunting that's where we were anticipating him to fly down at you I mean it was a good good kind of area for turkeys to scratch around I've seen a ton of turkey sign in this area and so we ended up kind of making our way around this little head and right around the corner there was a freaking guy sitting on the head right pretty much where the turkey was roosted at and I didn't, I'm pretty sure this guy come in right there about fly down time. He either was off somewhere else. I never talked to the guy. He was either off somewhere else or he, um, and he heard the bird or he was just blind coming in there. But you mean, he's seen our truck there. I don't understand this whole logic of this freaking guy. He screwed like, and that's what, that's another thing that pisses me off. Like, okay, I understand it's not your land. It's not my land. It's public land. It's everybody's land have a common courtesy don't like because the way this there's there's multiple roads in this place so you mean just because this guy's parked on the road don't go down to the next damn road and come in because you're going to be hunting the same damn turkey this place is big enough get the get the hell out of the same area that's the way i look at it like if he's there first go get away and you're not and that's the thing like with this guy like you mean if granted you can hunt the same bird and it's just who's a better caller, who's a better hunter, who's in the better area. That can be the outcome. But not with this damn guy. He come in, bumped the bird off the limb, screwed us both up. Not just us, screwed himself up. He messed up the turkey. So that turkey's educated at this point. I mean, we didn't even stick around. We actually went to do something else after that. Like, we'll try to find another turkey because that turkey's so crazy at that point after seeing that guy walk in. So... Yeah, if you're one of these freaking guys that you're you're coming in late, coming in on people, yeah, you I mean I've got an opinion about them kind of people. But so we just kind of regrouped and took the rest of Saturday to just kind of sort of start scouting and start looking and start scouting and looking and looking and looking. And we actually seen a bird riding down the road and actually tried to make a move on him, got in there. I actually seen the bird come out at about 150 yards and he was it's just I, I don't know if he's got messed with that earlier that day or whatever but he was you know that bloodshot red head just this he looked like he's been he's seen with. a lot of people that day yeah so um nothing developed out of that and so we ended up going we, after that we went to town grabbed something for lunch everything um the e-bike that i was riding something ended up happening to it the little um screen modular thing or whatever um, got condensation in it so it pretty much it quit working so i was just pretty much pedaling at that point so we had an idea of some place one place we wanted to check out later that afternoon and so with zach still having a bike that the um the power the electric part worked on it so he was going to go in there and kind of search it out he got in there and seen some birds knew some birds in the area seen some jakes seen some hens was pretty sure he seen a gobbler wasn't exactly sure didn't get a really good look at him but seen a bunch of turkey sign in that area seen some gobblers strut mark sign everything like that so it's kind of the best option we had for sunday morning got in there got set up pretty early i mean we didn't get in there as early as saturday morning got in there fairly early well early enough that i mean i think we got in there like four or something so got in there there's nobody else in there I'm like okay this is Hopefully we're good this day. Got set down in a pretty good spot. And we actually heard 
I know for sure three different birds could have been another fourth bird. Sound like a fourth bird. Um, we had two that was straight out front. One of those somewhat close. One of those a little bit farther away. And then we had one over our left shoulder and had hens all kind of roosted around us too. And <clears throat> morning got on a little bit, started doing some soft calling and had birds actually responding to me. Hens flew down. That's when I got in a pissing match with a one hen and me and her argued back and forth for probably a good close to 10 minutes there. Me and her go back and forth, back and forth. She ended up coming in, bowed up at the decoys, thought she was going to beat up on the, the <laughs> hen decoy. She ended up working off. Birds kind of sort of gotten that where they were gobbling like every 20, 30 minutes. Uh, she worked off. We sat there for a little bit longer, caught a little bit. They pretty much shut up at that point. And um, I told Zach we kind of might need to make a little bit of a move, get a little bit closer to one of them birds and see if we can get set up and kind of do a little bit of calling. So um, kind of got up there and went our separate ways there for a few minutes. He was going to go one way and I was going to go the other, kind of glass a little bit, look down some of these little roads that we were hunting on, see if I could see anything. And I, I went down the one road and got around a little myrtle bush and glassed down this road and i seen didn't see nothing didn't see nothing and all of a sudden if you've probably seen it you've been if you've ever been turkey hunting the turkey will like he'll stand up on his like tippy toes pretty much and then flap his wings he's kind of sort of stretching getting his yeah. wings off and that's pretty much what he did down there i seen him he was probably 350 yards or so maybe 400 yards he's a long ways down there i was looking at him through the binoculars and he um i seen him do that so i you I mean i hit the deck there because i didn't know if he might have seen me or he was looking the other way so i'm not pre pretty sure we were in good shape still so i hauled butt over back over where our setup was and started grabbing all our stuff that converter helped me get everything and we kind of eased on up there and we we were able to stay off the side of the road enough that i mean there was no way for him to see us down the road we got in there found us a kind of a shady spot under some trees and stuff we could get set up Got everything set up. I, I creeped out there, got real low. The grass was pretty tall, so I was able to get some decoys in the ground. Got over there, got set back up, gave it a few minutes, just kind of everything settled back down, and we get all our face masks and gloves and everything on, and we um we got set up there, and I made one just not real loud, just a series of yelps right there, and he cut me off, and so I. Most of the time, it's later on in the morning like that. If he cuts you off like that, you're in pretty good shape. And so I, I was just using a friction call and set it down and had my gun there sitting on, the knee, on my knee. And Zach was actually sitting off to my left. He could see down the road a little bit farther than I could where he was, where we, he was coming from. And it wasn't. It was less than it was probably three or four minutes after I called. Zach was like, oh, here, here he comes, right here, right here, here he comes. And he come right down the road, right into the decoys, strutting in the decoys. He would have probably, he'd have probably blew up on the decoys if I would have let him. But with the weekend that we had and public <clears throat> land and being all the way down there, three and a half hours or however far it is down there, I was, I wanted to make sure I, we got this one. And um, I actually shot the first one. I, I knew what I did. I didn't get down on the gun like I should have. And, um, shot a little high. I still think it got him stupid. You mean it? You airmailed one, but it still got him. Yeah, it was close enough to him. It just, it's kind of knocked, knocked him silly. Like he didn't, like, he had no idea what happened, but he was like pretty much 
just stoned right there for a second. And, I mean, I was smart enough to know that I need to throw another one in. I kind of like half stood up so I could shoot over the grass too because the grass was really tall and that one just it floored him. I mean, after going up there to him, he had pellets from you I mean pretty much where the feathers start all the way to the top of his head. There was pellets all in him. So he was hit hard on that one. And so, yeah, it was, I have only shot a handful of public land turkeys. And you mean, it's to go that far, never touching a place, going down there and only scouting pretty much one full day and then trying to hunt two days. It was, it was a pretty big accomplishment to kill one on public land down there. So I think, between me and Zach, we, which he's turkey hunted a bunch too. So, you mean, having him down there also helped a lot. And, you mean, he was, he's knowledgeable about turkey hunting and all that. So, that definitely helped out. And, you mean, we just kind of tried to put two ideas and two together and try to make it happen. And I think, you mean, we just, and that's kind of how this turkey got killed. You mean, it's, both our ideas and then having the me bikes, I think really made a big difference. Sometimes divide and conquer. Yeah. And that's kind of what we did. You mean there on Friday, you mean it, I know you down there with your buddy, you want to hang out with your buddy, but when you're hunting publicly and you got a short amount of time, we, you got to split up, you got to start doing some scouting. You got to try to, you mean, I don't, I use hunt stand. I, I hardly ever use Onyx, but he, he's, he's big on Onyx. So I ended up downloading Onyx while we were down there. And cause you can share points with each other. And like, if I come across some turkey sign, I put a point on mine and it would be, it would share to his. So, I mean, we'd get back in the after, get back to the truck or a little bit of time we were just hanging out in the hotel when it like charging e-bikes or whatever. We'd sit there on the phone and go like, hey, like, what's this, what'd you put this point for? What'd we put this point for? And we were just pretty much just going back and forth. Just, well, I seen this much here. I seen strut marks here. I only seen some hen sign here. So. I mean, just kind of sort of put everything together between the two of us, and I think that's how we kind of sort of got a really good game plan on where to go. And At least I didn't get harassed like that time we were at Halochi. They said you can't split up. Yeah, that's it, – it's in the it's in the rule book, I mean, what Jesse's talking about. So I had a permit in there, and me and Jesse went in there actually the day before. We weren't hunting. We didn't have guns. It was it was a fri- – it was actually the – it was a Thursday afternoon before the hunt. We hunted Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and – the game warden tried to tell us that we had to stay together and in the rule book it states that you only have to enter and exit the mary in the designated entry point in the same truck you do not have to hunt together with a buddy permit so but yeah we actually i didn't see any i figured we would have with that only being i mean being open a weekend of south of 70 I yeah. figured it would be as big of a math thing, a monster management area. Mm-hmm. I figured there would have been at least a warden there somewhere. There could have been. He just might not have been on the other side of the neighborhood. Yeah, he could have come. We could have been in the woods or whatever. You mean, we just, but, and I know people's been talking about it. I want to go ahead and mention it on here. You do have to um, log turkeys in, in the state of Florida this year. Yep. So just like, if you've done your deer last year, you shot a deer. If you haven't, you hunt in other states where you like got to log them. Just go on your FWC app, log mm-hmm. your turkeys, just like you do. Pretty much any, about every other state does it at this point. Florida's just kind of dragging up the back, I think, with the the whole logging system. Which 
you got a license, you do it right. I mean, I don't see a big reason. Yeah, you mean it's we're all out here to try to do the same thing, like try to preserve the turkey population and stuff. You mean I? There's no. You mean if you're doing everything right, you log your turkey, which I actually had. To, I actually screwed up with it. I actually had to call. Um, had to call FWC get it all squared away so <clears throat> i have my dad's login under my phone because you can put multiple logs yeah i do too multiple people on your phone and i'm actually the primary on my my app so when i went in there logged this turkey in right after we shot i i just i didn't even literally look at it i was like i'm the primary and i didn't switch it so it should be me so i um i went in there and logged it and everything and i got the confirmation back and it was my dad and so I ended up calling up there and they were, they were nice about it. I mean, they're like, I understand mistakes happen and everything. And they got it switched over to my name. Cause I just didn't want no, you mean trying to shoot over my limit. I'm not trying to do anything legal. I just want to make sure it's right and stuff. Why, why it's fresh too. Yeah. I didn't want to, didn't want a game warden to come out and go like, you mean, ask me, Hey, have you shot a Turkey this year? And you, you got to tell him, yes you mean you did shoot a turkey but then it's not logged in under your name you mean there's a lot of questions to start be asking you are you trying to kill more than your limit so go and get it squared away when you can and move on about the day so i got all that squared away and um because i mean i know there's a lot of them that they search social media you mean and i I mean yeah i shot a public land turkey i want to post it on social media to show that i did and that you mean what was your battle of getting me home? You had to get him home, cool, so we could take pictures here at the house with him. Yeah, so that damn thing you pulled up my driveway, your truck idled for an hour while you had this damn thing in front of the air conditioner. Yeah, so I I wanted to get. I mean, I always like that. If you're a photographer, if you're not, that middle of the day sun just it does not make good photos it's usually that early morning late afternoon is when you take really good photos well i didn't shoot this turkey till later in the morning so i didn't get that early morning photos so i wanted to preserve him and bring him home and take photos of him when the sun going down and so we were i was able to do that keep him cool everything like that and then i got home and jesse was here and we went out here behind his house and we um i was able to get some pictures with the sun going down with it coming through his fan and that photo blew up on social media it amateur hour yeah it, it was a good photo for sure it was when when jesse took it and i went up there and looked at it and i just looked at it through the viewfinder right there or the the monitor on my camera i was like that's it that's the photo that's it's gonna go and i i mean i posted it and it it went wild even i th- I mean, granted, you don't have millions, but it, I mean, it's got probably like sixteen, seventeen hundred likes just on that one photo. And I, when I took the picture, I, cause I took a, a million of them because he always said I could delete them. So I'm out there laying on the dirt. And I'm laying. I'm over there getting on my hands and knees trying to take these pictures. And I told him, I said, I think I got it. I don't know. I think I got a good picture. And I handed the camera back to him because I'm like, I don't want to drop this fucking thing. I don't want to look at it. I don't even want to scratch it. I handed it back to him, and I'm like, I think I got your picture. I don't know. Here you go. Look at it. He looks at the first picture. He goes, that's a million-dollar picture right there, and you yep. don't even know it. Yeah. He he had a, a half heart on all the way back to the house. He yep. got back to the house, jumped in his truck, and left. He's like, I, I got to go home and post this picture. Yeah, I got to go get it and work on it a little bit <clears> and then throw it up. So, 
But yeah, that was a really good picture. He ended up, Bird wasn't no monster. Um, he had just over an inch spurs, had like a, one of them was like an inch and a 16th or something. So pretty much an inch spurs. And he had a seven and a half inch beard, which was, I mean, I'd just say he's probably just a two year old and he only weighed 14 pounds. Mm. So, which is, which is pretty common for down there. You mean, yeah, 14 pounds is not a big bird, but that's a common bird for that whole deep South Florida. That's <clears> your, you're getting that true Osceola. You mean he had some of them real defined, almost solid black wing, no bars in them at all. So, you I mean, he was, he looked big when he come in all strutting and doing his thing. So, but he couldn't take that 20 gauge off though. No, that TSS, it rolled him. I mean, I, I thank God he stayed around. That would, that would have been a bad, that you had body shot. He when he was flying off that Stoger would have been wrapped around a palm tree down there. <laughs> Yeah. So y'all don't know Jonah, that damn Stoger would have been beat into a million pieces out there in Lime Rock Road. So yeah. If but, he would have missed that bird. Which it was all you mean. I that gun is on. I, I don't have any issues with it. Just I got I don't know if I got excited or just I just didn't get down on the gun far enough. And I I tell everybody, everybody asks me, like people that's getting into turkey hunting or whatever, they ask me, Where do you aim for a turkey? And I generally say I like to try to put I like to have the whole head over the bead. Yep. I like to aim for where the feathers and the neck comes together. Yep. And that's it, where I've learned all my life. And it gives you just a margin of error. Like generally, naturally, you're going to pull a little bit. When you pull, you come up with the barrel, which is going to make your shot a hair high. If you aim down there, you pull a little bit, you still got that room bare. I'd rather pick a pellet or two out of his breast. Correct. Than then shoot over top of him. Mm-hmm. If I get a couple pellets in his breast, I can pull them out. Yeah, which yeah. granted, you I mean you're not talking about I, you don't want to body shooting, but if no. just that pattern opens up enough, he's far enough out, and you're still shooting for that feather neckline. If it's big enough pattern, it goes a little low. You're still you're still in a good shape. Yep. So um, better than Aaron Maryland one over top of his head. Correct. So so that ended. The hunt down there, we come home on Sunday. Granted, the the hunt went Monday, Tuesday. I was even considering if we didn't make it happen, I knew where some birds were. I was going to bring Zach home. He had to go to work. And I was maybe going to go back down the next morning or try to figure something out to go at least hunt one more day down there because it was a four-day hunt. But ended up, worked out, shot a bird. We were done. Come home. And I really didn't have a whole lot planned for this week. I wasn't really um had some stuff to do just around here a little bit of small filming stuff had to do some dealership stuff i had to do and on monday afternoon outfitter that i've worked for a pretty good bit in okeechobee he texted me and said hey are you busy this week and i said well actually no not really and he said you want to come down here and film some turkey hunts down here and i said i'd be gladly to so i packed up there on monday night brought river my dog over she hung out with yours and I went to went to South Florida again, and Tuesday morning went out and filmed a hunt, filmed a successful hunt. Two clients they doubled up on two birds, so I got to see three turkeys die already this year. Yeah, oh yeah. Cecily sent me a picture of the two dogs at the house. They are passed out in the house, bellied out. Yeah, so that's good for them though. Absolutely, they've probably played and played and played so. Get mine back to the house, and she's going to crash on her bed, I bet. I guarantee you she's going to sleep for days. Yeah, so, but 
kind of that's what I had going on. You ain't really had a whole lot. You mean you didn't go to South Florida? You, your our season's not open yet, so let's kind of finish this this episode out with um, what we got coming up. So, kind of says I got the nearest thing coming up. Youth, we got a youth weekend coming up in the North Zone, which if you live up here, you know it's coming up. So, this Saturday is a youth hunt. One of my really good friends, he's actually an outfitter. He's um, He's got a youth hunter coming in. So I'm going to be. So we got our puppies from. Yep, absolutely. That's where our puppies come from. But he, um, he's he got a youth hunter coming in. And he's going to be trying to get that youth hunter on a hunt. And um, been talking to him for. I've been friends with him for years now. First time I ever met him, we went on a turkey hunt together. So that's kind of how that all got started. But he's been wanting to get me out to do some filming and stuff. It's just every year when I was working your Monday through Friday, I was strictly hunting Saturdays and Sundays. So it was hard for me to get out, give up my, my hunting to go and film for him. So, but with me now full-time filming, I can give up a little bit, go film for him some, and still I can hunt Monday, Tuesday. I can hunt in the morning. I can work stuff around and try yeah, to Yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to start, I'm going to take like the first two hours of every morning off for us to go hunting somewhere yeah i'm gonna like, as i told jonah i got a bunch of time i gotta burn up so if i take off till say 9 30 or 10 every morning here the next couple weeks burn up this last couple days of time i have off hell i go film for jonah or jonah might come film for me or vice versa but mm-hmm. it works out best for us in the middle of the weeks now because he's free i can make myself free and we can yep. maybe get a little something on camera that's why i don't want to get too greedy on opening weekend i could get real greedy but i don't want to get too greedy i want to be able to get something on camera and that's what you mean i'm not too concerned like even georgia you mean i know we talked about we're going up there and we're trying to maybe try to split up or whatever no like most likely Mm. you mean if you if you got one kind of sort of lockdown on your place that first day that we get up there you mean i'll I'll go with you you know i'm not too concerned especially if i shoot another one here at the house i tag out in florida i'm not too concerned on it you mean i can always I mean, if push comes to shove, it gets later on in the season. I still got turkeys on my plates. I can go up. I can run up during the week. Yeah. And I can go try to shoot one or whatever. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm going to take Friday and Monday off. I like to go up Thursday afternoon. That gives us four days to hunt. Put a couple of days at my place, a couple of days at your place. We can tag team these birds. And even the next weekend, I'm not against doing it again. Absolutely. Yep. So I know I got some stuff coming up as far as going and guiding some and then also doing some um some filming in some different places i know get later in april i'm gonna start traveling to different states because they're gonna start opening i got some stuff i got to film out of state so uh and i know i got that going up coming up but i mean far as this first of april whenever georgia does open i know try to play, hit that pretty hard and try to get something knocked out hopefully i'm hoping we'll, we can do something here this 18th yep i know i'll be out of town i'll be in north florida the opener um trying to actually in the works of trying to produce a the start of producing a actual show that i'll actually be filming and editing and producing so that should be coming up hopefully that'll get it started and then i know we'll kind of finish out turkey season with that hit a hit some more states with that and then we'll roll into deer season with that yeah but yeah hopefully you'll have some success opening weekend not too much, so we can still try to get some on film later on when I get back. Um, maybe no, I'm going to try not to get too greedy. I just hope these birds here at the house don't pack their shit and leave. That's my biggest thing. 
Yeah. Because you know when you start shooting birds, they'll when you when you get in a big water good gobbler or something like that and you, you kill one or two out of the group, they'll usually like like, you know what, this is kind of a bad territory to be in. We need to find somewhere else to live. Yeah. And so, so that's one of the things of I'd like to keep because these are actually decent birds we have here at the house. So I'd kind of like to catch one or two on film, which I could self film myself. Don't get me wrong. We can, I'll get the old camera back out and we'll get back out there and we'll get back to self filming days, which is no big deal at all. But it's kind of nice whenever you got Jonah around or even Zach with his camera, you got an extra person where you're not trying yeah. to, you know, trying to film and shoot at the same time. Mm -hmm. It works a little bit better, but we'll get we'll we'll do what we can and we'll move on from there. And hopefully, like I said, we can. I'm gonna take some mornings off and go hunt with you at your house, and maybe we'll come hunt here or we'll go to Crossroad to my aunt's and hunt. So we'll hopefully we'll be able to get something on camera. Yeah, absolutely. And that's we'll just kind of bump around. I know I got some other places that I I'll be able to go and try to get some other people mm -hmm. on some birds. So yeah, it's. It's a, it's a good season because I, you I mean, personally, I don't, I don't feel like we haven't started turkey season yet because I've already seen three birds die. But, you I mean, we're still, it's still good to me. I mean, it feels good that like, hey, we haven't even started up here and I've already got experience stuff. Yeah. So I'm already like, holy crap, we're already a week and a half into turkey season. Like this is this ain't good, but we're not. We're still we ain't got, we ain't got fired up yet, big boy. Yeah, yeah. we so, got a long way to go. Yeah, so it'll be a grind. You I mean especially for me, I'll be in the woods. I know this week coming up, I don't have a ton going on, which I say that, but it could be a late development. And I could have something come up, but I know the following weekend, most likely, I'll go back to South Florida and do some filming down there. So it'll just it's just kind of a revolving door. It's I'm gonna be in the woods a lot. Hopefully, seen a bunch of birds die. I know this will probably be most likely my season where I'll probably see the most turkeys die up to this point. Oh so yeah, generally just us that I shoot, I see. But I think I'll be either guiding, filming, or just us in general seeing. So it should be a good season. Um, I know everybody's been really, really gearing up for turkey season. If you haven't started in South Florida, you're in the north zone or even if you're in like alabama or georgia or these other states that haven't opened yet you mean definitely tag us in some of these posts of you turkey hunting or we'll share yeah we'll definitely share your post and we'll um we like to see some other people's success you mean we're not them type that like oh it's it's all about us by no means we'll definitely share your share your success and oh hell yeah and if you um message us let us know how it's going you I mean if even if you're not having success let us know talk to us like message us we'll we respond on the podcast page sometimes it might be a day sometimes it might be a couple hours or so before we get to it we've got a busy life but we like seeing all that kind of stuff oh yeah so we'll definitely post it on the page and we'll kind of roll through this turkey season with everybody else I mean, i'm hoping it's better than last i killed one bird last year and i was open in the morning here outside of that it was a freaking grind. I know my season already is way damn better than mine last year. Already. Yeah. And I even started up here. Yeah. So, um, last year I didn't even shoot a turkey nowhere. Georgia, Florida, it was terrible. So, I've already won up. Then, you mean, 
there's birds around and everything so i think we should be hopefully in good shape if we don't mess it up that's going to be the the big kicker there if we can make it happen so anyway um anything else you want to kind of sort of add to this one there nope well uh i'm hoping you know i always say it revolves in years for me if I have a bad deer season, I'll have a good turkey season. And I had a pretty bad deer season last year, so I'm hoping that this year revolves back into a good turkey season. And we've done our homework. We've burned. We've done everything that we know to do. We've got food plots. We've burned. We've done everything we know to make natural habitat and for, for turkeys. And you want to know something before we get off here? That front food, pl that front feeder there in Georgia. Mm -hmm. that I always had them damn raccoons crawling up like four or five fucking coons going up that damn big old galvanized feeder yeah I've got I'm down to one since we burned since we burned I'm down to one coon now that's going up that damn feeder and I don't get any but every couple of nights it's not every night it was there for a while I was having like four or five coons going up this legs of this big ass galvanized gravity feeder that we have in Georgia up front what we call it front and they were just cleaning house up there. And ever since I burned and kind of destroyed that habitat for them on the ground, I got one coon and he comes in like every three, four nights now. And that's yeah. it. He's saying they just, <clears throat> we burnt their damn house. Well, I'm going to burn his fucking clock if he keeps coming in there. Yeah. So, well, like, I think because we, we weren't able, we didn't burn yours last year, but we burned ours. And so it, I think I'm seeing the effect off of last year's burn this year because we burned all that. We burned a lot last year. We burned close to 20, over 20 acres last yeah. year. We burned a lot of land on ours, which it needed to be. It was, it was a bunch of just years and years. of just, just <clears throat> built up pine straw and everything. We made a lot of turkey habitat on our property and we seen a ton of poults last year on my place. You mean, and there was different ages of poults. You could tell the difference in them and stuff like that. And I mean, they were, I mean, in one group, there was like three or four hens there that had like big enough poults to fly. And it was probably 12, 14 poults in that one group. So, but I'm seeing it this year. I have a ton of jakes on my place though. I've yep. seen on camera. There's probably a wad of like probably 10 jakes on my place, which is, I mean, as a turkey hunter, you hate seeing a bunch of jakes because just about going back to our, conversation with the decoys and stuff like that but at for, least you're seeing birds finally yes last year i i've seen a couple of birds on that place nothing crazy <clears throat> hens nested there i'm pretty sure with the burn and raised their poult on our place last year and they've just resident there at this point i mean there's food plots there there's just fresh burn i mean burn from last year plus the burn from this year now so they've got plenty of areas to scratch around and kind of just do turkey things on our place there's enough trees on that place for them to roost on I mean, oh yeah. big enough trees so big enough open areas that they're just not confined to like little like these little strip plots of people playing in georgia and stuff we got big enough areas that they can roam and kind of they feel safe so i think we're we're improving our place and it's definitely paying off i think the turkey population has went way up and I think you'll probably, this year, you'll see somewhat of an effect. Birds will stay around. 
scratch around in that burn area. But I think hopefully next year you'll get a flood of. We had a really good burn this year. It yeah. burned a lot of that underbrush really well, mm -hmm. but it didn't get too hot that it actually, you know, scorched anything. Mm -hmm. I'm actually very happy with what happened this year. And it burned across it real quick. You mean I don't think none of you, it's not going to affect many of your pine trees or anything. So you'll still have your your longleaf pines up there. And the same thing with us. It burned across it pretty quick. So it's not affecting none of the pine trees. But it got all that nasty undergrowth out of there. And you mean there'll be plenty of green come the spring. Oh, yeah. I'll, it's on. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to just going up there and hunting around some of that green burn and stuff. Yep. It just, you talking about just me as a photographer and a film guy you mean the film that you can get in some of them burns is if we can get turkeys around that kind of stuff which granted they're going to be around it most likely but if we can just get a hunt on some of that greenery it'll look really cool so but anyway well um good that this is probably we started this podcast last year i think it was a we're on a year anniversary it was last week. I got a thing on our yeah. um, where I edit all where I upload our podcasts and stuff. It, it said we were running for a year. So if you've been one of our listeners, there's been run, been listening from the beginning. We really appreciate. It. If you're a new listener, we appreciate you coming in late and stuff. And I know we've advanced a lot through the past year and everything. Just as this is people being able to get on here and talk. Also, just learning how to run this thing. I knew we had a lot of say technical difficulties when we first started, how to get this thing to run right and everything. And we've pretty much got it all down pat. We've learned how to yeah, do everything's it. Everything's pretty much stationary now. It's stationary. I mean, we, I know how to run this um, control modular now and it's just, it kind of all works out and we know what we're doing kind of more or less. I know we ramble some, but you I mean, we we're better at getting on here talking. Oh, yeah. what you're saying. We get in, we get on into turkey season. We'll get, backfired back up pretty hot yeah. and like i said it's getting hot so it's i mean it's not as hot as a half fuck fox in a forest fire but there we go it's getting there it's been hot this week it's been in the fucking 90s this week we've been playing in human shit for the last two days so some of some, some days we're not in the me is not in the best of moods mm -hmm. but we're getting there we get fired back up like I said, we'll get back into it. We got turkey season coming up. I'm fired up for it. I know you're already fired up for it. You've already killed you a good bird. Let's hope everybody out there gets him a good bird this year. And and like I said, if he says, like Jonah says, if you kill a good bird or you got a good story, tag us in it. I'm not scared to let's repost the shit out of it. Yeah, and if you got a really good story, we'll talk about it on here. We'll yeah. we'll we'll tell your story. You mean we'd like to try to get you exposure just like we us trying to get this podcast in front of you and make you listen to it. So listen to us ramble for an hour, hour and a half every week. So, I mean, I know we have our consistent guests or listeners that come and listen every week. You I mean, I'll post this thing at like nine o'clock at night and then I wake up and it's got a ton of listens by the morning. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing in the middle of the night, but I know we've got some response on Instagram. They're like, Hey, I listened to this on the way to work at three, four o'clock in the morning. So yeah, but there's like hundreds of y'all in the morning yeah. at like, cause he won't post it till like 10 o'clock at night. Cause yeah. he's a fucking night owl. And then I get up in the morning at like five something in the morning, to go to work. 
And he, then once he gets up, he's like, hey, we already got like 163 listens this morning. I'm like, what are y'all doing in the fucking morning? Like, is there just nothing? Like, y'all are just sitting there like, oh, well, here it is. Let's listen to it at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, some of y'all do. I mean, because a, a lot of our listeners that I've actually met are actually true blue-collar blue workers like we are. Mm -hmm. So they work that night shift. They work that day shift. They work that mid-shift. They work those weird hours, 11 to 7 or whatever, and this is what gets them through. So, yeah. I mean, we appreciate you guys for listening to us, but... Holy shit, some of y'all got some weird hours out there. Absolutely. I mean, I, I worked a late, I worked night shift for three weeks and I'm like, never again. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, like I said, definitely send us in some pictures if you get some. Have a successful spring. We'll keep this podcast rolling with some spring stuff. We'll try to get some more guests on, talk about some spring stuff. I know we talked about some different guests that have it on this spring. We'll try to get them back on. Um, won't try to get too much on with it being spring. We got pretty much, a, hopefully, a ton to listen to or talk about throughout this spring. We'll have some success. If, even if it don't have success, we'll talk about the bad times, talk about what we did wrong, and we'll try to Improve let you there. Yep, you can learn off of our mistakes. So, anyway, we'll, we'll um, try to wrap this one up. You go home and eat. And go home and... I got to go to work tomorrow. Yep, so... Anyway, it, well, we'll um, we'll get back on next week. We appreciate you guys for listening. If you can, give us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you listen to this podcast on. It definitely helps us out. I know we've been getting a pretty good bit of them here lately, and we really appreciate that. We'll um, we'll hit it next week, and hopefully, we'll have some more turkey stories i know we we ain't hunting but i'll be filming some maybe youth hunts some youth hunts this week i think and zach and tess are going to come down this weekend and stay the night stay a couple nights out. here at the camper so maybe we'll uh we might get into something that's yep unforgettable absolutely so every it's time they a, come around it's a riot so yeah, it's always a fun time with them and it's like that you mean we we met them through this podcast and you mean i can honestly call them true good friends at this point you mean some of the best friends we'll be. i talk to I talk to zach every day yeah same with me there ain't a day that goes by now that you mean that i don't talk to him you mean went down there went hunting with me i had a great time mm. and stuff and he he's just a really good friend of ours now and i think it'll there's that's gonna stay so you mean just out of if if that's about the only thing that comes out of this podcast, it was it was well worth it. You mean, as far as just the the multiple friendships that we've built all gaining these. friendships. Yeah, we, we gained friendships across the board. Absolutely, and met a million people. Yeah, and we're we're still meeting people. There's still new people coming. You mean we get messages weekly that stating that they just found the podcast and they appreciate what we're doing. We're being honest and trying to be as honest as we can, and that's what that, what we're here for. We're just trying to be honest, be two florida guys that hunt florida and yep not every not every week is going to be sunshine and daisies yeah well, and that's kind of how you got to portray it out there someday you're gonna have rough weeks you're gonna have good weeks you're gonna have you know some weeks we're gonna kill a damn 130 inch stud and next week we're gonna be we're not gonna be doing anything we're gonna be sitting here pissed off at each other for missing a good buck going across the road yeah it is kind of it is it is what it is and we'll move on from there and it, you know, we keep 
we keep we, when I told Jonah when we started this thing, we're gonna keep it real. Yep. And we're I, not gonna let somebody nobody's gonna own us and we're gonna work with people that wanna work with us and mm-hmm. that's how I wanna be. And we're gonna tell the true stories and we're gonna do the you know, the truthful nobody's gonna influence what we do. And that's how I want to keep it from here on out. We we don't make any money off of this. We never have. We never will. This is just a hobby of ours that we enjoy. Absolutely. And that's what what we try to get back to every time we sit down at this table and we record an episode is we we try to be as real as possible. And if somebody disagrees with us, you mean that's everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got their way of doing things. Just because I do it one way doesn't mean that you – you're doing it better. Doesn't mean I'm doing it better. So, it becomes a conversation piece. Absolutely. So, if you don't, if you do it different, let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not against. I don't want to argue with you. Let's just talk about it. Yeah, send it. I mean, if you if you disagree with something like a hunting tactic or why we hunt this way or why we say it this way, then send us in a question or message us on social media, and we'll talk about it. We'll we'll tell you why we feel the way we do about certain topic or whatever and we'll like you mean i don't i'm not trying to convince you to agree with what i the why i feel that way but it'll be kind of one or more or less things that we will agree to disagree and you mean you continue to do your way i'm not going to knock you for you doing it your way and just i, don't, I want the same respect there's a hundred ways to skin a cat absolutely so um like i said this this pretty much this podcast is going to be true and you mean we've what is this like episode 45 46 six, somewhere in there you mean we're we're pretty we're, we're hitting a gear you mean we didn't hit the the 52 well we got a big gap in the middle right there after after turkey season last year we got into the summer summer fishing season we kind of got a big gap in there and finally i was like hey we got to get get knock some episodes out we, so yeah, you gotta do it or don't but we uh Ever since then, we've been consistent. Rolling, you know. Every seven to ten days, we have one, and we're we're trying like crazy right now to get every every once a week we'll be in here. Yeah, especially right now, we'll we'll make our schedules align. Whether we gotta you know do it on a Monday or a Friday, we'll make sure that we get you guys something out. Yeah, I know it's been a little bit later in the week. Like this is Thursday, we're doing it. Last week's was Thursday. You mean it might be Monday next week? It's just when we can get in here. But, but anyway, we'll go ahead and sign off of here. We appreciate everybody listening, and we will be back next week. Hopefully, we'll be talking about some more turkeys getting shot in the face. And good luck to everybody if you're getting out. You're taking your kid out this week. If you're in the South Zone, you're you're rolling into your second weekend. Good luck to everybody and. Definitely send us some pictures. Let us know how your season's going. Even let us know how your birds are working in your area. You mean, just if you're having struggles, we'll let you know if we're struggling too. Yep. So, anyway, we appreciate you listening, and we'll be back next week. All right, guys.